everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Yay! Quick announcement. Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! We're going to try to take this coming week off, since Dateline is a rerun. But to make it up to you, we're giving you a very special Thanksgiving cut. And our interview with Mank that we did that was very long before, and you're going to get two completely new episodes that you have not heard him talk about yet. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Native American Heritage Day. All of that. Yes. This episode is called The Figure in the House. This was season 31, episode 10, November 18th, 2022, hosted by Dennis, not a menace. The Florida man, the best Florida man there is. Yeah, the original Florida man, Dennis, is enough of everything. Yeah. So Lester opens it. He says thrust. You're about to be thrust. And he's in no vest and a hanky. I give up. And glasses. And and at least he's wearing glasses. But I'm going to have to add Lester no vester to the bingo cards. It's inevitable at this point. He's completely changed his style without telling us. I think it just has to. I think the bingo cards simply needs to read Lester. Lester is a free square. If Lester is on your screen, glasses, no glasses, hanky, no hanky. It should be in the middle. The free middle square. The free middle square is that Lester is a Dateline constant. Okay, I could go for that. We might have to make that much of a change. Yeah. Okay. So we're in Davie, Florida, and they think of themselves as the Old West. But now cows and horses have made way for gated communities. So what? It's Florida. That's all you have to know. It's Florida, but it thinks it's Texas. But now it's rich people and it's wild because it's in the West. It thinks it's Old West. But the Old West is in the West? I'm sorry. California? Where did the cowboys come from? Texas. Okay. Why is it called the Old West? But why? Yeah. Why? Why is Florida considering itself? We're the Old West. Old West of Europe. Old West of where? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Okay, it's fine. I'm not going to get into it. Of the Atlantic. I just had some questions. It's fine. Yeah. Anyways, this is in Florida, so you know it's going to be absolutely cray, and Dennis is going to take us through the whole thing. Yeah. So this is the case of 20-year-old Justin Sue, his mom Jill, and his dad Nan Yao, and. It takes place in 2014. Justin's dad goes to teach at the university. He's an entomologist, a bug guy, as Dennis informs us. And I was like, thank you, Dennis. Katie and I are famously not good at our ists around here. But we did know entomologists. I believe we guessed entomologists when we were trying to get an epidemiologist. Yes, yeah, yeah, but still, it's embarrassing. Now, COVID, we all know. So, yeah, that's true. Justin said bye to his mom that morning. How old is Justin he, when this is happening? Is Justin 20? He's 20. Okay, there we go. He says goodbye to his mom, Jill. He leaves the house at 9 30. He went to work at the university as a professor's assistant. So, at noon, a couple, a few hours later, he gets a call from his dad saying, are you at home right now? And Justin says, no. And the dad says, well, can you go home and check on the house and the cameras? Because they have cameras. And the dad, for some reason, was looking at the feed. Or he got a notification that there was activity. So he checked the feed. Unsure why he was just checking the feed at noon. I think these were new, right? No, they were not. 
Well, they were in a trial period, but it had just ended. That's a long, that comes later. But new is in like, they had only been around a month. Probably, yes. So I think that maybe it's like the new thing. So you oh, every so you time you come it? home, you just check because you have yeah. this new thing, yeah. this new app, right? So I don't know. So he sees, he looks on the feed and he sees a figure walking in the house. Mm. And he, and then the feed just dies. There's no connection. And so he thought it might be Justin, even though he knew Justin was at work. But when he finds out it's not Justin... He's concerned and he calls Jill at home, but she doesn't answer. So he sends Justin to go home and check. I wish he had called the police instead of Justin having Justin go because a lot of this would have been avoided. But true, I guess he wasn't that panicked, but he did see a figure that he thought was his son and then found out it wasn't his son. That would be alarming. And then the camera dies. I think it is just sometimes we live in a bubble right so we just assume that this horrible thing that is happening is of course that's not happening yeah and probably if he assumed the worst and called the police i would have been saying why did he overreact so there we go you can't please kimberly so justin goes home he finds two of the cameras are ripped out of the wall and the actual camera part is missing he goes to his room and sees that someone has gone through his stuff and taken some of his knives he has a knife collection Okay. He hears running water in his parents' bathroom. He goes to the bathroom. He finds his mom in a horrible scene. She is floating in a tub of, as he describes it, hot, bloody water. Oh, my God. So he is in a shock panic. He calls his dad, says, I think mom killed herself. Mm. The dad says, call 911. So Justin calls 911, and he's screaming, my mom killed my, herself. Oh, my God, my mommy. Like, utter panic. It's, he pulls her. It's terrifying. The 911 call is rough. It's rough. He pulls her out of the tub and tries CPR. In the process, gets blood all over him. That's when he realizes that her feet and hands are bound. And he's still on the phone with 911. Yeah. So he says, I don't think she killed herself. I think this was a murder. Her hands are tied. I'm so scared right now. And this was a fascinating thing to hear happen in real time, right? Real like a, time. a realization of like, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute. Because I'm wondering if at 20, he saw a bathtub and his mom and like maybe just made that association naturally in his head that like he yeah. just, again, like his dad, he didn't assume anything bad had happened in the house. He went right. for the closest correlation his brain would make. Yeah. And then started getting all of these clues that that wasn't it. Also, the fact that he pulled her out of the tub, let's remember this for other cases. Because we've had this come up a bunch of times. Did so-and-so give so-and-so CPR? Mm-hmm. Husbands, wives, all the time. Mm-hmm. And especially in the bathtub cases. This mm-hmm. comes up constantly. Mm-hmm. This 20-year-old kid didn't mm-hmm. hesitate a second and pulled her out and tried to yep. give CPR. That's a good point. Yeah. And I also think going back to why he thought it might be a suicide and he why he when he saw the cameras, he thought, why did mom pull the cameras out of the wall? Because he assumes she's the only one there. Right. Until he sees his room and he's very confused. Um, Right. Does he know exactly it's knives that have been taken or does he just think his room's been gone through? I think he knew that a few of his knives were missing. Because there's like a sheaf without a knife in it. Yeah. Okay. 
there's a certain bubble that comes along with living in a gated community. I do think you feel a little bit safer and you might that your first thought might not be intruder. Is that fair to say? I would say in a gated community, yes, because it would be hard for an intruder to get in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that that probably a lot. I think the gates explain a lot everyone's reaction in the initial moments leading mm-hmm. up. I think if it was just maybe a different kind of a neighborhood, a non-gated neighborhood, and you might yes. think, is this a home invasion? Yeah. yeah. So Detective Paul Williams, no one we is going to know why we're excited. that we wanted to be. No one knows why and we're excited. it's not too late to change. Paul Williams, Paul Williams is, is my is favorite. An, <laughs> is an amazing songwriter, musician. We both know him. Rainbow Connection. Ring a bell. He's a very nice person. Bugsy Malone. Secret of Name. Do I need to go on? My entire Um, childhood. So, but I don't think anyone else made that connection. But anyways, I was excited. I was very hopeful for this detective because his name was Paul Williams. Me too. And then I was super disappointed. Then there's just some stuff that's just, I just wish it had gone differently. Stuff that our Paul Williams would not do. We don't think, no. He would sing Rainbow Connection and lull Justin to sleep. So he arrives, he sees that Jill has been stabbed over 20 times, and he doesn't understand how Justin could think that this was a suicide. She's in the water. She's in the water. He couldn't see that. Justin is screaming, freaking out. The dad arrives and tries to hug Justin and comfort him, and the police won't let him because they're already looking at Justin. So they find a folding knife with a little blood on it by the front door. And that was one of Justin's missing knives. Mm. There is a breach in the glass door in the back of the house. It's like the glass has been kind of popped out partially. Thank you. It's a little confusing how a glass wouldn't just break. It would just pop out. Thank you. But yeah, I was a little confused by that as well. Okay. But it's kind of like a jar. It's hanging out kind of. It's like they took the pane and kind of half popped it out. That's what it looks like to me anyways. Weird. Yeah, I didn't even know you could do that. Okay. I didn't either. So when they drain the tub, they find a hunting knife that was also Justin's and was a gift from his mom. And Boy, it's maybe so this is, the most terrifying knife ever. I mean, it it's, is. It's, it's a pretty scary looking knife. It is. It's curved. It's a hunting knife, but I it's I don't like it's it. Got, it's like serrated and smooth. It's just yeah. it's a lot of knife. If you're yeah. a knife enthusiast, you might know more about these. But to a person who's not into knives, it's like, oh, I would not yeah. want to run. I would no, not want to like that No, that's like if knife. you're serious. Yeah. 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 So it's not looking great for Justin. No. So uh, Although the glass implies a break-in. And his room has been gone through. And a lot of places in the house have been gone through. They also find the alarm box panel that has like the security stuff and the alarm stuff. The whole panel was destroyed and thrown into the tub. Oh, I forgot about that. I didn't write that down. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the detective, Paul Williams, calls Dennis sir. And again, I was happy. Very happy. I thought that was very polite. He gets called sir a few times in this. A couple times. Interesting. So the detectives think it looks like a staged robbery. Mark that off your bingo cards. And 
Then we go back in history and we find out more about the couple. Jill and Nan Yao met in Japan when she was an exchange student, and they reconnected years later. She was in Thailand volunteering with refugees. She has dedicated her entire life to charity. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. They got married in the States. They had a daughter, Amanda, then had Justin. They have very cute family home movies that we're watching. Jill volunteered reading books for the blind. She continued her work with the refugees. The family was very close. But in the last few months, there had been tension. Justin had dropped out of college and the parents were upset. Now, I've seen several Dateline slash I just saw another one on an ID show where a son in a wealthy family has dropped out or failed out of college, but not told the parents for months at a time that he wasn't going to class and he ended up killing them. It's happened at least two times that I've seen. And it's also not always just male. This has happened. Oh, it's happened with females too. Yes. So I can think of one specific case. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and they're, once their lie is about to be exposed, they kill their parents. So right. it's, and it's horrible. And but, it's usually from parents who are, from the case that I know, actually, I think I know two cases, the parents are incredibly uh, demanding. Strict. Very yeah. controlling. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. So Justin, they know that Justin has dropped out of college though, but there have been a lot of fights about it. Jill, the other... <laughs> thing that could be a motive. Jill was related to the Halliburtons, the famous oil field industry people. You'll hear Halliburton a lot. Dick Cheney was like ran Halliburton for How's a while. How's that pronounced? Halliburton. Hall- Halliburton. Halliburton. Is it one <laughs> so, of those Schmirsch names where it's New Orleans? Is it? Maybe. Okay. So there, that family would be incredibly rich, but there's so many members of the family, and she's a great, great granddaughter. She got very little. Justin ended up getting very little, <laughs> like a laughable amount. So it doesn't seem that money would be a motive. She didn't actually have money from being a Halliburton. The money came from termites. You heard that right. Mm. The dad had developed these termite traps that became the go-to termite traps 30 years ago. And that was termite money that built that beautiful house on the water. So cool. Termites. Never know. So Justin is brought in for interrogation. This is where you're going to get really, really upset for a while, but then we're going to move on to other things. So just bear with us. Some people actually had to turn off the show and just stayed on Twitter to follow along because they got so upset with what was happening. So... Justin's brought in. He tells Dennis that he was going through mental hell, to which Dennis in voiceover says, it was about to get hotter. Oof. Dennis, I love you. Now, at this point, what did you think? Because you don't know this case, right? Do you know this case? No. So we're seeing seeing Dennis, really the only interview we've got right now besides Detective Paul Williams is Justin. Mm -hmm. It's our main interview. And the dad. But Justin's heavy, like, from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. He doesn't appear to be in prison. I although think he's not in prison. They've, they've faked us out many times before. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't he either. He seemed genuine to me. We're not get, The shots in the interrogation are not close up, so it's hard to see from that angle if there are real tears. But he's acting very visibly upset. Now, Twitter mostly thought that he was genuine a few people thought that he was faking it 
So I think that if you were to ask Justin what happened in the hours after, that he wouldn't maybe remember a lot. I think he's in absolute shock. And also, just in his interviews, he seems to be... He's incredibly detached. He's yeah, very, I very blunt. Say he's socially just a little bit awkward in a nice way. I am also. But so I saw that in him and saw that that is perhaps why his reactions aren't. He's incredible. But he also is probably absolutely traumatized and in shock from finding his mom. I think so. He's also, I'm, I was surprised to see how explicit he was and how straightforward he was about the details of what happened that day. Mm-hmm. He walks through it with sort of very little emotion, but then we yeah. see high, high, high levels of emotion in this interview. It is interesting, but it also it get, makes you take a second to get your footing with him because you're yeah, trying absolutely. to kind of figure out what, where is he coming right. in on this. Now, it's been eight years at this point, right. but I think, yeah, he is. if he is innocent, he has detached himself from it right. as a way to get through this interview, probably. If I were to psychoanalyze. But they are making it seem kind of, no, they're not making it seem, I see why detectives did think that it was him at first, why he would be a suspect immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he found her and the knives. they had been fighting and the knives. And then immediately flipping sort of what happened mid 911 call. That, yeah. that like. But to me, that makes sense. To me, it makes sense, too. But I think maybe I don't know how that is as part of training for police officers. Maybe they're trained to be like, that's a change in story. That's not something we like to see, you know, so I don't know. It's interesting. So they check him for injuries. They put him in like a jumpsuit because they take his clothes. They check for signs of a struggle. They don't find anything. He still has his mom's blood on him, which they never let him go and wash off. And he doesn't ask for a lawyer. Ask for a lawyer. Why didn't he ask for a lawyer? I mean, this was 2014, maybe before the explosion of true crime, and he's a 20-year-old kid. Can his... Okay. Yeah, his dad maybe should have thought of it, but his dad... No one's asking for one. No one's asking for a lawyer. So he tells them everything that happened, and right away the detectives are very aggressive. They're like, sit the F down, bro. Just really not... Mm -hmm. Not the way we've seen them be with other people, especially like the way they were with the woman in that latest internal affairs podcast. Oh, my goodness. Where they're like holding hands with the suspect. I'm so scared. Oh, my gosh. And they're like screaming at Justin. And Dennis says it very quickly became bad cop, bad cop. Absolutely. Mm. It's more like one cop is at like an eight and the other guy's at like a 25. Yeah, exactly. So they tell him right away he's lying. And he's like, what am I lying about? So it turns out when his dad had called him, he had said he was working at the university as an assistant. But then he tells the detectives he was actually at the library. And they say, we still don't believe you. And it turns out he was sleeping in his car. So So, he knew his dad would be mad because he was supposed to get a job if he wasn't going to school. And he wasn't at his job. He was sleeping in his car. So I understand why he lied to his dad, but he should not have lied to the cops. Because now they even more think he's guilty over this dumb lie over where he was. Yeah. So, and he's like sitting like a kid with his knees up and he's barefoot because they took his shoes and he does look very scared. Yeah. So, turns out 
two knives at the scene were both from his room. But there's a third knife. And here's another lie. Oh, God. Justin says he had taken it from his car into the house for protection, which doesn't make sense because he had thought nothing was wrong and that his mom was the only one home. So then they say, well, we found the knife in your car. And he says, well, after I found it, it would be like after he found his mom dead, he went out to the car and returned the knife to the car. So maybe he because he didn't want to be caught with a knife. But it turns out none of this is true. He didn't go into the house with the knife. It's another stupid lie. And he's a little bit like Why is yelling he, at what he so he just had the knife in his car. Right. But he thought he wanted to make it look like he was more on guard, more like nervous about going to check the house, like he brought a knife with him, which it doesn't, oh they, they, he doesn't seem to be making a ton of sense. Which also they should have stopped because clearly he's not making like logical sense and he's lying for no reason, which is a weird thing. So, I mean, right. there's lying to protect yourself and then there's this. And yeah. this is just sort of odd. They sh- I feel like they kind of, they should have stopped. Oh, absolutely. And been like, but we need to have you evaluated. We could get you to confess because you're not in the right state of mind right now. And that's all they want is a confession. Mm. So he's like, why did I lie to you? And he's agitated. He is a little bit like the dad who was like, I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) But that guy was a total murderer. Justin, I feel like, has a right to be annoyed because they're like yelling at him and telling him he killed his mom. And he's very upset. So it's fine. But and like, he's never been in a situation even remotely close to this. No. So he just doesn't know. He has no semblance of how to react here. No. And the thing is, these cops don't seem to at all put themselves in his place or think about how they would be if they had just found their mom in a bloody tub of no, water. These cops fully 100% think he did it the end moving on. And they yeah. say that over and mm-hmm. over. Like, no, we thought yeah. we had our guy. And I, the thing is, I get why they think that. But I feel like there are visual clues happening here that should have maybe go off the book yeah. and look at what's actually happening and how he's reacting, right? Yeah. Don't you think? I think they had every right to interrogate him and maybe think it was him, but the way they act in the next, I'll tell you how many hours, is so unacceptable Yeah, and should be illegal. But I get why they started to think it was him. Mm -hmm. So they just are yelling at him. They're accusing him and he's screaming, my mom was murdered. I don't, I want her to be alive. I want my mommy. He's just screaming. So they think, you know what, that breach in the door, that glass thing, that was too small for an intruder. And here we get to the crux of it. One of the cops, not Paul Williams, the one that's super aggressive, Mm -hmm. says, you thought you could just tell us to nobodies that it was a robbery and we were going to be salivating over this door that nobody could fit through. There's some like weird Uh, issues that this cop does not like rich kids there's some classist yeah there's something happening here there's something gated community something yes yes yeah it's a problem yeah and he's totally projecting that onto justin well you're you think you could just trick two little nobodies like what do you have mean teenagers outside your house detective that are mean to you is that why you're acting this way justin is not one of them but justin's yeah Justin could be like that for all we know. Yes. Something Justin said probably 
set that guy on that path and he just went down it. Mm-hmm. Like it could have been, he might have not even known he said it. It could have been mm-hmm. something about the pool house. Who knows? Right, You right. know what I'm saying? It could yeah. be something that just clicked in his brain and was like, you think you're better than me. Mm-hmm. It could be. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. that's an odd sentence. Mm-hmm. That's not, yeah, that, that's a good point. That was good observation. So what's really heartbreaking about this is the dad is next door oh, in yeah. an interrogation room wearing an interrogation room blanket. So Katie was probably very excited. I was. I wrote but it down. He can hear his son screaming that's for brutal. his mom and in pain. And he tries to get to him. He's like banging on the walls like he can't. I'm like, yell, get a lawyer. I don't think he knew. I don't think the dad knew. I don't. I think the dad would have gotten his son a lawyer at that. I think he would have gotten them both lawyers. I just don't know how much he's into crime. Yeah. Because if you didn't know that, think about it. You might well, not it know. it becomes pretty clear. Huh? There is a point where it becomes super clear. What? They think it's Justin. Well, no. I'll get to it. I mean, but maybe he doesn't know he should get a lawyer right now. Right. Maybe he doesn't know that that's an option to him. Maybe mm-hmm. he liter- legitimately doesn't know. Mm-hmm. He's a scientist. I don't know. So detect. I feel, I feel like a scientist would know, but may, it's totally not their realm. So he didn't. Maybe did didn't. he study in the states? I don't know. No. So never okay. been in trouble. So How many? Detectives interrogate Justin for hours and hours. They leave him alone in the room for hours. He's like lying on the floor. He's banging on the door to please let me out scream get a lawyer get a lawyer we need like a catchphrase get a lawyer today yeah this is also the problem is too is justin is saying things that were red flags for me too is that he says i saw where the body was he's not saying i saw where my mom was Mm-hmm. He's saying things that are very much like that, which if the cops are not focused on that he's detached from something traumatic that just happened, and so he's detaching it like it's not my mom, they would think, okay, this is that's usually how we've seen that before in how somebody who did the crime speaks. Mm-hmm. That they're not saying the person's name or relating to them as the person that they are to them, their relationship. Mm-hmm. So he does that. He's doing, Justin is doing that kind of speak. But instead of it being a guilt thing, it's something else. And so mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that they're not seeing that there's a difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's losing it in this. He's screaming that I see my mom. Mm-hmm. I see her face. They need to call a doctor. Yeah, but they do. he should be sedated. Yeah. He should be under observation for this trauma that he's gone through. And the dad can hear it next door. So the dad, they go to the dad and they ask more about this figure that he saw on the camera. And he says, well, he was wearing a mask. And so I couldn't see it most of his face. He says he was wearing like a black mask on top, but his eyes were, he could see the eyes, but then the lower part was covered by something white. And so it's very confusing what he saw. And he only saw it for a split second on the camera. So he's saying, I thought it was Justin, like, pulling a prank on me. And he says the guy was tall and skinny. And they say, oh, like your son. Justin is tall and skinny. Could it have been Justin? And the dad says, no, that's crazy. And Mm. this is where he should have asked for a lawyer if he hadn't already. Next door, they go to Justin and they say, well, your dad's pretty sure he saw you on the camera. 
which is a full-on lie, which they are allowed to do in this country. It's like they're mad at him for lying, but they're fully allowed to lie as much as they want. That's cool. So he says, what? How could my dad think I killed her? No way. So then Justin says, someone's trying to frame me. And they say, the only person that could be is your dad. So they're like literally pitting father and son against each other. And he says, they say, would your dad frame you? And he says, I guess he already did. And then he says, but no, he absolutely couldn't. There's no way. So you should ask for a lawyer. Yeah. I don't know how many times I could say that. If you think it's going to make you look guilty, that doesn't matter. Ask for a lawyer. If you think that you want to help the police, that doesn't matter. Ask for a lawyer. You can still help the police. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, ask for a lawyer. So they are screaming at Justin. You killed your mother. You killed your mother over and over and over like they do with Brendan Dassey. And he's just screaming, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. He never caves for 11 hours mm. straight. That should be illegal. Also, they should be out looking at other leads. They're wasting time. So Justin says, when you guys find out you're wrong, I hope you come and say sorry to me. And the one detective says, if I find out I'm wrong, I would seriously consider a career change. And Justin says, well, you should seriously consider a career change because you're wrong. It was kind of a beautiful moment. Hmm. I've never seen that before. He's Justin offers to do a polygraph right now. They never do it. I think that probably would have been a bad idea because he's so erratic right now. Really bad idea. Really so shouldn't I'm have done glad, that. Yeah, I'm glad I'm that glad didn't that happen. I'm glad that he didn't do that. So detectives are looking for the recording of the figure that the dad saw. Yeah. The issue is two days before the murder, the free trial that they had that would keep the live recordings in the cloud had expired. So there's nothing that saved the live recording. No video. So only the dad saw it, and now it's gone forever. That's so frustrating. That's unbelievable. You'd be. Can you imagine how frustrated he is? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you let that free trial lapse, and you were mm-hmm. like, I wasn't sure about it. I guess mm-hmm. I really did need it, and now I don't need it because now it's yeah. too late. That's right. a nightmare. Yeah. So they do find cameras at the gated community entrance. And Here we go. they see... Justin's car leaving when he said he left and they see it coming back when he said he came back, which was after the murder. So they realize he wasn't there when the murder happened. He is innocent. And the detective, Paul Williams, says to Dennis, yeah, so we believed that he didn't have anything to do with that. Yeah. And it's like, then why have you been screaming and emotionally abusing a boy who found his mother for 11 hours? Shameful. Instead of apologizing... They just open the door and let him go. But that one detective's totally going to resign, right? Nah. No, I'm waiting for that to happen. So the dad is waiting for Justin, and he hugs him and says he believes him, which is very sweet. And all Justin wants to do is go to the bathroom and wash his mom's blood off of him, which he's finally able to do. No, he does it um, in the police station. In the police station. Ugh. But I'm very upset for Justin. And I'm shocked that he didn't falsely confess. These are the kind of interviews that get people to falsely confess all the time. Yeah, I think so. Because they can lie to you. And I guess I just wish keep that you for so many hours. I guess I just wish they had taken it slower. You can check that video. He's not going anywhere. You can let right. him go home, let him rest and come back and talk to him. You can do like a preliminary interview yeah. for a couple of hours because he yeah. was he did find her all of the stuff that you would normally do because you would do that with anyone who had found yeah. you know 
But then you can let him sort of go. And then in the meantime, check the video, get his initial story, and then come back right. to it. Before I just, they check his alibi, they're screaming at him, just, you killed your mother. I'm not sure why they're coming in so it must be something that that's how they do it there. It's just that we're going to get our confession now. This could have all been avoided if it had just been like, okay, let's hold a second. Let's check this real quick. Because check if, his, tapes. if his cars were not coming in, you know that there's video of at least that. If his cars were not moving at the same time he said he was, then you can go grab him and be like, yeah. okay, this is, yeah. you know. Did it take 11 hours to get the footage from the gates? I don't think so. I don't know when that happened. I would like to know how quickly they got that footage and who... I mean, I'm sure there were more than just those two guys on it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure what's... I understand why you would think it was him right off the bat because it seems like it was him. Mm-hmm. But at and the same time... And some people on Twitter still think it was him. And I wish they had given us more information like where his cell phone pings were or footage from outside the library where he was sleeping or something because a lot of people still think it's him. Interesting. I could see yeah. that. I can see why. I don't agree, but I can see why no, they think agree. that, but I don't think that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I would, I just want to say I would look at any confessions they've ever gotten, those detectives. I would go back and review. Dateline talks to the prosecutor on the case and she says very tactfully that in her opinion, she thinks they went too hard on him. But she won't really say it. She's like, well, in my opinion, I mean, they did everything legally, but in my opinion, they could have. She does a good job. She says as much as she can possibly say <laughs> without possibly saying something say. that's going to get her fired. Exactly. So Detective Williams says, no, he never feels badly. He does it for the victim. And if he could go back, he wouldn't do anything differently. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I think that that's just the MO, right? I sort of don't know what to say. I see that he probably really believes that. That like, mm-hmm. no, I go and get my man. I go and get him. I go but if you I think have he like emotionally traumatized the victim's son, who is also a victim in this yeah, case. He's not seeing that. You have more collateral damage on you. He's, that's not. Because of the way you did it. But he wouldn't change it. It's not going to help. <laughs> yeah. Why won't you listen to me, Paul Williams? Sorry. So it turns out while the parents were out of town a couple days before, Justin had thrown a party at the house, like most 20-year-olds would do. And he had a bunch of rowdy drinking bags of wieners over. Mm-hmm. And Justin gives police a list of the names. And most of them are longtime friends, but there were a few people he didn't know that well. So detectives bring in all the friends and swab them for DNA. And they all agree to give their DNA. They're all very helpful. He had told his friends, don't go into certain rooms where there are cameras, because... His parents are in Malaysia, and he thought his parents might log on to check out what was happening. See, they were into the cameras. They were into the they cameras. They were into they, the cameras, yeah. But I think they were checking on Justin to make sure he wasn't throwing a party. But they didn't need to do that the day of the murder because they thought he was at work. I think there was a lot going on between the parents and Justin at that time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. Also, it is maybe a new system, and when you get something new, like you said, yes. you get really into yes, it. Yes, you get really into it, and you're yeah. – it's like joining Instagram for the first time, and you're yes, like, totally. wait a minute. That is your whole life, yes. Sure. Or me finding out that Taylor Swift songs are being analyzed on TikTok. See, there you go. So one dude that was at the party, he was on the phone. And he wandered into the parents' bathroom, which is where the murder happened. Justin said, get out of there. There are cameras around. 
stay in this part of the house where there's no cameras. And the dude explains to the police, it was an important call. So I was just wandering around and I was dying to know what sort of important call does a 20 year old guy get at a party? Is he breaking up with his girlfriend? Oh, yeah. It's some sort of girl drama. It's something where you're focused and I don't know. I walk in a pattern when I'm on the phone. So I yeah, I I know you do. Yeah. And so you like burrow a path in the. Yeah. If it was somebody else's house, I could definitely see myself going back and forth between two or three rooms in a zigzag. And so he he might be that. He might but be like, doing what that. is an important call? Is he making a business deal? Is it like, show me the money? No, I won't go to five, but I'll go to four. What is he? Yeah. What is he doing? He might be like bartering for grades. We don't know. Maybe he's like trying to get the <laughs> paper written. I don't know. Very important call. I think he's desperately trying to get a dermatologist appointment for his chronic acne. Yeah. It takes forever to get to see somebody. Oh, it really, really does. And the worst part is with the holidays coming, if you're suffering from acne, you know all those pictures are coming. Mm-hmm. It's the dreaded click, click, click all the time. It drives me crazy. That's who he's on the phone with. He's like, don't post that picture. I have a pimple. Don't. No, I'm telling you, I will give you this much money. Don't post that picture of me. Yeah. It's the worst. And of course, everyone posts a picture where they look good. They don't really care if you look good. Some people don't care. And I, feel I find like that's cruel. You're a sociopath. That's mean. You're just not a good friend. But who can be your friend this holiday season are our friends at Apostrophe because they are yes. here to make sure that you have beautiful skin in every picture and you feel confident and camera ready for those photos. Mm-hmm. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin, whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, acne scarring even. Apostrophe will help you love the skin that you're in. Apostrophe Mm -hmm. is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. Just fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies, and a board-certified dermatologist will create your initial customized treatment plan. Apostrophe offers access to prescription medications for all kinds of acne. That's hormonal acne, facial acne, back, chest, and butt acne. Don't you, sir. They treat breakouts from head to tush. Tushy. I chose apostrophe for my horrible cystic acne. The problem had gotten so bad and I didn't want to wait for an appointment. So I needed results now. And I was also having some trouble with texture issues and some dark spots on my skin. So it wasn't just acne. It was a multitude of skin problems. Submitting my visit with apostrophe was so incredibly convenient. And I loved the fact that I didn't need to even think about scheduling an appointment. I could do it all from my phone. And by having access to the expert dermatology team at Apostrophe, it meant I had a skin plan that was tailored specifically to me. And now I'm okay with pictures. I'm not great, but I'm okay with pictures because I feel more confident in the skin that I'm in. We have a special deal for our audience so that you can feel great in your skin as well. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash date dateline when you use our code date dateline. That's a savings of 
$15. And this code is only available to our listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash date dateline, click get started, then use our code date dateline at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you so much apostrophe for putting a smile on my face in every picture this holiday season. Oh, thanks apostrophe. Thank you apostrophe. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like life hits you with stressful things one after another, like a move, a new relationship, something that the cop in the story should be considering a career change? (laughs) Therapists are trained to help you figure out what's causing your challenging emotions, like you're being falsely accused of murder and learning productive coping skills, like asking for a lawyer. Now, when I have a new stressful situation in my life, like I just did this past week, it's like, okay, I can't wait until therapy this week. We can dive into this. And my therapist will be like, great, let's focus on your real problems and not just discuss why you're so obsessed with Taylor Swift the whole hour like we did last time. (laughs) That's not true. We didn't actually. But she would. My therapist is that good. Today is the perfect time to reach out for help and BetterHelp makes it so easy. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It could not be simpler. There's no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Dateline. That's better H-E-L-P, help.com slash Dateline. Because we can all use a little. Better. Help yourself. This holiday season. God, this holiday season is going to be stressful. It's going to be Thank great. you, therapy. <laughs> Thank you, BetterHelp. So... Back to the guy who is on the phone with his dermatologist slash girlfriend slash agent slash show me the money. Unsure. He has a theory, a really detailed theory about what he thinks happens. He points to this other guy. We'll call him X. We don't know his name yet. Okay. You guys should look at X. X hangs out with all these people who rob people, like rich people, and super shady. So I'm thinking... He came back to the house on Monday and he thought the parents were still out of town, but then the mom is there and then an altercation ensues and then he flees. So usually they find this sort of hypothesizing very suspicious. Like, why have you thought up this entire plan of what happened when, you know, when people do that? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They don't like that. But it, they've had over 11 hours to think of this. They've had several days because they wasted a whole day on Justin. So he's had plenty of time to think about this. But also the words he's using like altercation ensues and fleas. This is in law and order. Is he pre-med? I mean, pre-law? Was he on the phone with his law professor? He might be on the phone trying to see if he's getting into the law school of his choice. Yeah. And that's why he uses those words. Yeah. He also might just be a fan of those kinds of shows. Yeah. He's like, this is my chance. He might also be wanting to like start a podcast. I hate (gasps) to say that. He is like, you are so, no, wait, this is 2014. Yeah. There were podcasts in 2014. Yeah, you're right. You think he's thinking I'm going to be the next 
cereal. In my own backyard. I'm going to be the next cereal. Maybe. (gasps) And he's like, I'm actually involved in the case. It could be that. He could be on the phone with somebody like trying to get that going. Well, that was before the murder when he was on the phone. So you think he planned the whole thing so that he could have a podcast about no, it? No, 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 no. Oh, that's a good theory. No, I think that that's why he knows all those words. Okay. Because I think that he's studying up. So he's okay. already sort of a true crime buff. He's probably read a lot of books. He's probably and then seen this a lot murder of shows. happened. And then this at happened. A house so he has he really a formulated a theory. I like it. Yep. So the police go and talk to this ex guy who's friends with people who do robberies. He turns out to be another red herring. He is another bow that is not a murderer. He's just a bow. So then a week later, the police find out there was a hit in the system that matches the DNA from the scene of the crime to a name. Now, stop. Before we go any further, are we told where the DNA is found at this point? Not yet. No. Okay. I would have really liked to have known that at this point. I'm just going to state that. Yeah, we find that out later. This got a little frustrating because we weren't given the full information until later. Tayline loves to do that. Like, they wait until trial, and then we yeah. hear it, like, when the jury hears it. But we've already tried to kind of formulate an opinion. Dennis, so we, we need the info. We need to know We don't know have all now. the info until the end. Yeah. yeah. Or they'll be at the very last five minutes. They'll be like, turned out she had said, if something happens to me, it's my husband. Oh, boy. And you're like, we could have used that information an hour and a half ago, Dateline. <laughs> they love to do that. Yeah. So they get a hit in the system. And... I was could not believe it only took a week to get this information back because the backlogs. And in other places, I feel like it would take like a year. So the person who matches the DNA at the house is not someone who is at the party. It is a 20-year-old guy, Deontay Rosillas. 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 It's pronounced a couple ways, I think. So. Deontay Rosillas. Deontay Rosillas. So he has a history of burglaries. However, he doesn't have a history of any violence. His MO, though, get this, going into huge mansions that are backed up against the water okay. in gated communities. They don't actually say it, but the consensus online was that he would go through by boat in the canals. Oh, I see. Because that's how he would get into the gated neighborhoods, through the back door. On the water. And they just never, no one ever noticed just a dinghy coming down the water? Right. With a, a guy in it? Or something. Yeah. Okay. So he always entered through back doors that were made of glass. I'm sorry. I also did not assume immediately when you said through the water that he was in a boat. It did also <laughs> occur to me that He's he was- He's just swimming. No, like with a snorkel. How would he carry all the stuff back in a big sack like Santa Claus? I, put it on a raft. I, maybe he's just looking like for jewelry. Oh, and just put it in his pockets. Yeah. So you're and wearing like a away. tight wetsuit. Like a big fanny pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> waterproof. You shove it down the front. Shove it down the wetsuit. It's wet not going suit. anywhere. Oh, yeah. It's very That's secure in the wetsuit. Yeah. Yeah. Wetsuits are close to the body. There you go. You might not be wrong. That would be pretty A funny. snorkel would be it. Because you wouldn't notice thing. that. That's like. Um, no, you just see a little pipe. A little thing. You would never be like, oh. Yeah. That's a weird thing. I love this idea. Okay. Yeah. He would go through glass back doors. That's how he would always get in. So he knew how to remove glass. Yes. So he had a trick about glass that he learned from someone else that he is now using to. 
it's a good trick, whatever it is. I don't understand uh-huh. it because I'm still yeah, I confused. I still don't understand how the how glass, the glass is break, coming out. His MO was also to immediately destroy surveillance equipment when he got into the house. So everything fits except for the murder part. So and a the detect- violent murder, 20 violent stabs murder. murder. Yeah. But also maybe a panicked murder. 20? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Here's know. Here's a theory. You break into a house. You already have a record. Someone is at the house. You think, I cannot go back to jail for this. I will be going away forever if I have another charge against me. So you kill that person. You're really worried about getting caught and you don't wear gloves? Well, there's not DNA. The whole DNA thing is a whole nother We're going to get to the D- Yeah, but let's just... My glove question stands. The glove question absolutely stands. So, but I kind of think there was gloves. One glove? There are just two small spots of DNA (laughs) that could have come from like an arm or something. They're not fingerprints. I don't, they're just No, they're not blood. They're not blood. I think they could be skin flakes or sweat. And that could come from anywhere on the body that's not a hand. So the detective calls Justin and says, do you recognize this name? Would this person have any reason to be in your house or have their DNA in your house? And he gives him a bunch of names, one of which is Deontay. And Justin does not want to help. I wouldn't. I'm sorry. That's me. I would say, suck my 11 hours. No, I'm not helping you. But of course, Justin wants to help them find his mom's killer. So he, of course, is going to help. And I would just be petty for a second. He helps. He does not recognize the name. He does not know Deontay. So there's No. no reason why his DNA should be in the house at all. So police bring in Deontay. He is very smart and asks for a lawyer. Hello, Justin. This is what you're supposed to do. So mm-hmm. they tell him, we're charging you with murder. And he says, what? What murder? And the detective is like, well, you asked for a lawyer, so we can't talk to you. And just leaves the room. So like, passive aggressive. What's going attitude. on? I understand he might be a murderer, but check your attitude, sir. That was wild. Well, you said you'd want a lawyer, well, so we can't talk to you. You said you wanted a lawyer. Bye. I was, Bye. Close the door on him. It's passive and he's aggressive. Like, what? Who died? It's reverse Can psychology. You- he's trying to make him be like, wait a minute, I'll talk to you without a lawyer. He's totally <laughs> it's reverse psychology. It's too late. Once you ask them for that lawyer, the cat's out of the bag, I think. But he literally is just doesn't have to be like that about it. He could say, I'm sorry, now that you've asked for a lawyer, we're not allowed to talk to you anymore. No, he's going to be like that about it. He's totally going to be like It's reverse psychology. I think they can say, never mind. I think they can change their mind. We're going to have to check on that. We will have to check. Yeah. So Deontay gets assigned a public defender, Gentry Chambers. And I love that name. Me too. He thinks Deontay seems like a scared kid, but not someone who would do this kind of vicious murder. He's also 19. Deontay is 19 when he turns 20. I believe he's 19 when the crime was supposed to have taken place. Something oh, okay. like that. That's young. He's Justin's young. age. They're the same age. Yeah, exactly. Deontay grew up poor with a single mom. His nickname was Moochie. And he is, which kept making me think of ice cream, or Menchie's, which is frozen yogurt. That's what, I mean, it's all desserts in my mind. So... Gentry feels like he has the smarts and charisma to have done anything, be anyone that he wanted to be, but he took this path of burglary. 
So two years pass in the legal system where he is being held in jail. He's in court for a hearing. Now, remember when we said this is Florida? This is the most bananas thing I think I've ever seen on a dateline. I did not see so, this coming. I did not see it coming. No, absolutely not. And I, when I heard what it was, I thought it was a fake out and not going to be as real. I thought it was going to be like a fake thing where a dateline, dateline doesn't really do that. You know, like TLC does that on 90 Day Fiance yeah. where someone will be like, I hate you. We're not getting married in the previews. But then when you see the actual scene, the person's like, what do they think I'm going to say? I hate you and we're not getting married. Exactly. Of course yeah. not. I love you. So I thought it was one of those. But dateline doesn't do that. So Deontay's in court for a hearing and suddenly... And we're hearing all this from a local reporter from the Miami Herald. Who's very who's excited and I loved him. This was the most exciting thing that's ever happened. And he is he's given us all the juicy He details. was the best. Yeah. So he says this suddenly we hear that the courthouse is shut down and there's cops just flooding the street. And we hear that somebody escaped from the courthouse. And the reporter's like... <laughs> How can I do this? He's like, they're in court and suddenly, boom, pow, he's gone. Oh, shoot, off like a fly. He's doing all the Batman cartoon sounds like pow, 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 ka-chow, kazam. Yeah. yeah. So it's really funny. So it turns out a prisoner who was cuffed and shackled escaped from a packed courthouse. And I think... My fake out thing. I'm thinking, well, it's not Deontay. It's like another guy. And they're just going to say his hearing was delayed a day because this other prisoner escaped. It's Deontay. You bet. I didn't think it was going to be him. Oh, yeah. This is nuts. So we see security footage of him shuffling into the courthouse with his shackles mm -hmm. and his handcuffs with a bunch of other prisoners. And then they head off camera. And then we see something happen off camera and a bailiff takes off running. Yes. And so that's when he just bolted. And the funniest thing is the courthouse is filled with a prisoners who are looking like what the F and a bunch of fancy lawyers in their suits. And they're just staring in shock. No one moves. And this one guy has his glasses down on his nose and he's looking out like, oh, my, what is happening? Good like, what must call <laughs> Martha at the one o'clock hour. What's been happening at the courts? This is going to delay my <laughs> book club meeting later. So what I was shocked about is that none of the other prisoners decided to run with him in the chaos. Well, some of them knew. Some of them, it turns out, knew. They were all still shackled, though. That's probably why they didn't run. Correct. He's, somehow has gotten out of his shackles and his They're, handcuffs. Because we'll they were to. all going to get caught he had well, a they knew, very but I still plan. feel like in a panic, at least one of them would have bolted. Just to like see, you got to try. No, even though your it's legs add don't more work. Time. Your legs are. You got to get those legs thing, those leg things yeah. off. Yeah. So the reporter is telling us how Deontay is running out those huge, heavy, like oak doors of the courthouse, and someone is on the other side. So two things happen here. One is Deontay bounces back and almost falls back from the force of hitting a door that has someone on the other side. Right. The other thing that I assume happened is that the little lady who was on the other side went flying and had cartoon birds flying around her head after. Yeah, good, good possibility. 
So Deontay almost gets knocked out, but he's determined. He runs through. And Dennis is listening to the story that the journalist is telling, and he's just grinning. Yeah. He's so he knows Florida, but he doesn't expect this sort of crazy. And so he just loves the story. So Dennis says, why didn't someone tackle him? And the reporter explains that they don't expect this to happen. They These people, the lawyers and the bailiffs, they're at the courthouse every day. It's just like their job. So it's like at your work, you don't expect something like this to happen in the middle of nowhere. Right. So Dante has gotten out of his shackles and his handcuffs. We don't find out how yet. And he throws off his prison garb as he's running through the hallways and I thought he was going to be naked, but he is somehow has some like street clothes underneath, like a T-shirt and shorts. I was so worried they weren't going to explain this. So I was really happy when they yeah. do explain it later. So we're yeah. coming to that. If you are because like all me we and see are like, is I his jumpsuit on the floor. So he's just stripping it off like Superman right. on his way to save the day. And he's running through the hallways that are filled with bailiffs and police officers and no one stops him. Because they so, don't know. Well, they're seeing a guy running. But in once half his, of but a once his thing is, once his black and white is off. Yeah, that's true. But before that, they might not be putting out an arm to stop him the way they would if he was in black and whites running. Yeah, maybe. Does that make sense? So he's running through the hallways, he's running down stairwells, and we see on security footage him running out the door. And he runs outside, and there's a car waiting for him. Like Kaiser so Sose. All in planned. Yeah. He's now gone. They set up a perimeter and they lock down the courthouse and it's way too late for that. Yeah. He is already gone. So a very they embarrassed. They show all these like National Guardsmen walking around the courtroom and I'm like, guys, it's too, he's gone. He's, he's not gone. coming back to the courtroom. Why you are you here? He's hiding in plain sight. It's going to happen again. All of a sudden, right. like it, this is an epidemic. They're all going to yes. start going uh-huh. one after another. So a very embarrassed sheriff talks to the press and he is so frazzled and he's like, well, there will be debriefings and I will get to the bottom of this. But the important thing now is that we just find him. So let's not talk about who is to blame for this. So Detective Williams hears about this and he's horrified and he's now very concerned for Justin's safety that Deontay might go after Justin. And I was like, now you're concerned about Justin's well-being. Okay, so he puts guards outside of Justin and his dad's house. Three days pass. Deontay's on the run. It's all over the news. There's a $50,000 reward. There's rumors of him everywhere. Officers are running around in different directions looking for this guy, following all these leads that are going nowhere. Mm -hmm. There's a rumor that the reporter hears that Deontay died in the emergency room. And so he calls... Well, he has this ex-girlfriend that works at the hospital, and he is so delighted to tell this story. Yeah. And he's like, I texted her, and she says, no, there's no one here like that. But he was like, I was just trying to find him. Everyone's just trying to find him. And everyone sort of wants to be the one to find him, I'm totally. assuming. Yeah, this was huge news. So detectives go to all of Deontay's hangouts, but no one will talk to them. Shocker. A lot of people in the black community there do not trust the police. Again, shocking. Mm -hmm. They think they just needed a black guy to pin it on. So they put it on Deontay. Mm -hmm. So the hashtag free Moochie starts. And the tweets that we're seeing on the screen are saying like 
Police are framing him. Moochie should have come and stayed with me at my crib. Run, Moochie, run. And then it, these are like the run OJ people. Remember when OJ? Oh, yeah. The people on the freeway with the huge banner. Yes. So we're starting to hear something. And I'm thinking, is that a rap song that's saying run, Moochie? And then Dennis is like, there's even a rap song, run, Moochie, run. And I was wow. delighted. I was laughing so hard because I thought I was Im- imagining it in my head. Oh, you did? That's funny. Yeah, but You're no, there's all a of real a song. hearing music. Yeah. yeah. So he's missing for six days. They finally get a tip that says he's at the Days Inn. And they go there and they find him. They were worried it was going to be violent, but they took him down peacefully. And then Dennis says, the sheriff wipes giant omelets amount of egg off his face. That's- Dennis, I'm guessing the sheriff didn't want to come on Dateline and talk to you. Dennis, that was very well done, sir. Good job. Bravo, Dennis. Very good. So how did he escape? Yeah, here we we go. Here we go. We know some of the details, but the thing is, some of the things we'll never know unless Deontay signs up for a story worth account. That is true. Imagine you're spending time with loved ones this holiday season and your uncle is telling the same story about how he fought in Vietnam and you remind him that he was stationed in Texas the whole time. And then Deontay's friend drops the courtroom escape story that he was a part of. Wow. These are the new stories that your family has to share that you've never heard before and you just need StoryWorth to help you unlock them. So when you give a StoryWorth subscription to a family member... Every week they get an email with a life-related question that you can help pick from a collection of questions. Like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? Well, I helped my friend escape from a courtroom. Or what's the farthest you've ever traveled? Well, we were trying to go to Mexico, but we only made it to the day's end. There you go. All they have to do is write back with a story every week. And after a year, they get a beautiful hardcover book with all of their memories in it that can be a keepsake for your family to have for generations. It's really a gift that is like amazing at the moment and then amazing for years to come. Correct. So Joni is on her third year of StoryWorth. I can't wait to read her books because there will come a day where I will miss getting texts from her like the one I got last night that said, oh my, Lester has a hanky and no vest again. What is going on? Honey, you were right to question this. Thank you. Thank you, Joni, for acknowledging that there is a giant conspiracy going on with Lester's wardrobe. But this is why her StoryWorth stories are so brilliant because it's just like that. It's that enthusiastic. And That's perfection. It's her voice. And so you can hear your relatives' voices for years and years to come. Aww. Help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash date dateline today and save $10 off your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash date dateline to save ten dollars on your first purchase storyworth.com slash date dateline because your stories are worth it there we go that's it have i used that one before we should use it every time it's brilliant thank you i think it's fantastic thank you storyworth thank you katie i feel like planning a wedding is as complicated as planning this courtroom escape Oh, yeah. That many moving parts. So many moving parts. But look, weddings big with a lot of moving parts or small 
Small may also have a lot of moving parts, but either one can be super memorable. What really counts when it comes to putting together the special day is that it reflects the couple who have decided to do that thing. They have decided get the wedding, get the marriage. We're going to do the rings. We're going to spend the rest of our lives together. That thing. Yeah, Yeah. that whole thing. Mm -hmm. For me and Oliver, that meant a slightly haunted looking venue, Mm -hmm. a really good playlist, a mm-hmm. thick black cardstock for the invitations and a yeah. really, really great party with all of my best friends around me. Mm-hmm. Your focus might be more blush and bashful with <laughs> incredible floral arrangements. The Taylor point Swift is, for any kind of wedding you want, there's one place to start and that's Zola. Zola has everything you need all in one place and they have thought of everything venues invites registry and more they'll be with you every step of your wedding planning journey whatever your style or budget zola has you covered photographers florists all those little things and big things that you need to make your wedding happen. You may have everything perfectly coordinated and planned in your head. You may have even have made the step to a wedding binder to keep things organized. There are always things that are going to come up and surprise you. And Zola will be your expert guide and kind of like your wedding best friend to help you navigate the unplanned waters. Once you've set the date, you can send your save the dates and invitations right on Zola too. And they have a million great designs to choose from. And you can also get a wedding website for free. And free is not a word that normally goes together with weddings. Mm -mm. Much like haunted venue. But it is a thing. I've seen it. It was magical. And now for the really exciting part. Building your wedding registry. Whatever you want. Whatever your interests. Zola has you covered. They have a wide range of gifts available from classic kitchenware, camping supplies, plus experiences. And people love to give gifts to the couple that they love. So help them out. Give people an idea of exactly what you are looking for by letting Zola help you build the perfect gift registry. You don't want people guessing. They Mm got to know. No, because then they give you a homemade birdhouse. Right. Like on the office. Exactly. Wedding planning should not take over your life. And Zola has thought of every little thing. So you can plan the celebration that's just perfect for the two of you. So start planning the wedding that you dreamed about at Zola.com forward slash date dateline. That's Z-O-L-A dot com forward slash date dateline. Zola D, Zola da. Wedding fun, Zola, get your wedding done. Thank you so much, Zola. I'm sorry, birdhouses can be a lovely gift. Oh, of course. If it's a lovely birdhouse. So back to the escape. Yes. Which Dennis calls Ocean's Eleven stuff. First of all, the key that would get him out of his locks. A jailhouse deputy had lost his handcuff key months before. They do not know if that's the same key or if that's a coincidence. Couple things. If you're a jailhouse deputy, keeping a handcuff key safe is probably top three in your job description. Number two, do we think he lost it? Question mark quotes. Or do we think he lost it for some money? I saw an article I've read Mm -hmm. some articles about this case, and there was Mm -hmm. one article specifically that said that that person had since resigned Mm -hmm. because it had been determined that there was something going on. But Uh, I'm not sure if anything was charges were pressed or anything of the sort. So I'm just going to say I read an article that stated that that happened. Not sure if that's true. So there's a rumor for you. So we see some police 
we're here some police jailhouse recordings of Deontay on the phone with his bow friends that all helped him. It's a bow escape company. Bowscapes. Bowscapes. So in one, a friend is telling him how he did a walkthrough, an escape through of the courthouse. The friend like went to the courthouse and did the path from the courtroom, how you would go down the hallways and down the little stairwells so you wouldn't hit a dead end and so you could go right to the outdoors, which is very smart. It's like prison break with the tattoo map. I would mess up immediately. You can't do left from right. I just wouldn't understand if you ever tell me go northeast. No. Bye. Yeah. We can't. Mm-hmm. We're done here. That's no. that's rude. Do I have a compass in my pocket? I'm sorry. Northeast. What? You're going to bear northeast. No. That's ridiculous. We're done here. So the morning of the escape, Dante is seen on security footage getting patted down. And we see that he has ripped the bottom of his jumpsuit. That's it completely so the leg it's like he's about to rip out the pants and sew it into a skirt at the bottom you can leave your hat on (laughs) (laughs) he's making them into male dancer chippendale Um, pants what so how does he not get in trouble for that it's very clear that they're completely split up to right the crotch area and as someone said on twitter they said if you are have like a button that's missing, they right. send you back. If you're going to court, it your jumpsuit has to be perfect. There's so, no way they would let him go like that. So I think that officer that, was in on something. That's too. an oversight too. Okay, yeah. there we go. All right. Yeah, he is wearing street clothes. We can see under the jumpsuit. Now, where did he get the street clothes? Are they allowed undershirts in? They prison? are out, allowed undershirts. It's. I thought they looked like boxer shorts, but Dennis That's, said they were street clothes. They said street clothes, but what they are boxers, I'm using that in quotes, because, yeah. but they're boxers that look like shorts. Okay. So, so he's then saying he's they're boxers, wearing... but they're actually just like a black short. Yeah. So he maybe just could have had those and nobody snuck those in for him. Right. That, but I'm assuming that prison also issues you underwear. Yeah. So where in the world did those shorts come from? See, everybody, there's like stuff coming See, from... See, on 60 Days In, I you don't can get keep this. your undergarments if they're white. But if they're not, then you go without until they give you some, which is horrible because some right. of the women don't get bras for days. That's right. And they're like fashioning their own bras out of sheets. This is a... I don't, so I don't, I don't know. know. I, this, there were parts of this that there was a lot of oversight. I'm just going to yell Florida anytime something doesn't okay, make sure. sense. Okay, sure. Yeah. Florida. I'm fine with that. Florida. So then we see... An inmate blocking Deontay from the camera. That's crazy. And unlatches his waist chain on his shackles. So he has inmates help. He is, the lawyer was right when they said he was smart and charismatic. He's like Zach Morris. Like he just gets people to be on his team and help him with stuff. Whether he's schmoozing or he's promising things or whatever. He's getting people to go along with him. So when he enters the courtroom, he goes to sit in the jury box, which is where they have the prisoners sit. And that's where he unlocks his cuffs and his shackles. Then we find out that there are twins. There are twin helpers, bows, on his bow escape team. Wow. 
And they are his eyes and ears in the court. So they're in communications with the getaway car outside. And the twins are signaling to each other and Deontay, I would imagine much like a catcher and a pitcher in that sport with yeah, where the you, ball. you touch your nose and then circle your head and then, mm-hmm. yeah. Brush the dandruff off your shoulder. Grab an ear, yeah. Do mm-hmm. a Carol Burnett. father-son yeah. Holy Ghost moment. Yeah, good Trinity. All the That's good. Moments. Mm-hmm. So he bolts. A sprinkler. This would <laughs> be great. So he bolts and the one of the twins coughs into a cell phone. Oh, it's so good. Which is the signal to the getaway driver he's coming down. That's so good. So the defense attorney is kind of impressed with the planning that went into this. But he says, but he's kind of calls them like idiot savants because he's like, they are super impressive. But at the same time, they are young idiots because the getaway car didn't have gas in it and they had to stop for gas. What is that? It's all in the details, guys, if you're going to escape. Because they like kind of didn't really think it was going to happen. Is that wow? No, I just think one of them like went on a joyride to go pick up like drugs or something earlier and didn't forgot to put money in the tank, you know? So Deontay is put in lockdown and he writes a letter to the judge apologizing for escaping. No more letters. We're done with letters <laughs> on this show until this the This letter new year. was far more well written than last time and has consonants and vowels in it and punctuation. In the right order, I hope. Yeah, in the right order. So he writes a letter apologizing. He says, I didn't go far. I only made it to the days. You should have left that out. You needed a proofreader. That is not a good excuse that you Where's your lawyer that we liked, the defense attorney? What was his name? Gentry Chambers. Yeah. He needs to come in and help with this. So he says, I... This is a great excuse for escaping. I thought I would try to gather evidence for my defense. I needed to clear my own name by escaping. Okay. And then says, you're a very fair judge. I'm sure you'll understand. Don't patronize the judge. Why are you doing this? You're kissing up to the judge? This is a weird thing to do. It's It's hilarious. Is he trying to get the judge disbarred? I mean, not disbarred. Does he want the judge off this case? I don't know. No, I think he just wants the judge to think kindly of him. But it doesn't matter what the judge thinks of you. Yeah. So then we learn. Okay, so we've just heard that he wanted to vindicate himself and clear his name very heroically. He had to vigilante justice, go out there and find evidence to free him because the police weren't doing it. And then they cut to the prosecutor who says, well, he was in the days in, he was hanging out with friends and going on porn websites. She's not a fan. She's not a mooch fan. She's not a moocher. The evidence he needed to free himself was on Pornhub. Prosecutor. Duh. Get it together. What if he had been like, it actually had freed him. Like he was having sex with this girl and they had recorded it and put it on that like YouTube that's for your own porn sites your own like videos and then it was time stamped and it was like the time of the murder so he really was escaping what if i'm just saying how funny would that be if he really did have to look at porn sites to exonerate himself to try to find his own find his own uploaded yeah but that's not what happened yeah i think he was just looking at porn but whatever he has been locked up for a long time people on social media are still team deontay 
they think he is a wrongfully convicted black man, which I totally understand them thinking that. They have Facebook petitions to free him. They, someone anonymously puts a billboard in front of the sheriff's office that says two victims, one truth. Wow. With a picture of Jill and Deontay. And it says justice for Moochie. Now, again, I understand if you were the family, though, and you thought that he did it and you see his picture up and they're using your mom's picture. That's horrible. Yeah. This would be, and to see all these people online supporting him, but you think he did it, it's horrible. Now, well, also, I don't know how much the prosecution is sharing of the case, right? Right. So you don't so, know exactly what's going on. You right. don't know if so they do I, have it wrong. Yeah. They and had I you wrong. tend to think like a lot of these people, but I would want more information before I was out there protesting. Like, I would want to know more about the DNA and want to know more about the evidence. They just feel like, he, there's nothing against him and he has been scapegoated. Or they're being told information that's not true. Absolutely. Like, yeah, there's DNA that blah, blah, blah. So if you're being told one thing and you're not like the trial hasn't been out yet, so we don't know what the we prosecution has. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I and I get and this is post George Floyd. I understand. Mm-hmm. So there are rallies and people chanting and wearing t-shirts outside the courthouse supporting him and when Jill's family comes up like that's that must be so hard to have all these people throngs of people cheering for the guy that you think did it yeah that would be really hard so we in the trial we finally hear more about the dna it was found in two places on a belt inside the house that was used to tie Jill up right and outside the door of the front on that knife that was on the, the ground. The front door? Yeah. Sorry, on the outside the front door on the ground on that knife that was laying there. So it had a little bit of blood on it. Yes. But it wasn't Deontay's There was also blood. DNA. Okay. So the lab that processed it, here we go. So now oh. I'm getting excited. Yeah. So the lab where it was processed has been accused by a local expert of miscalculating numbers of how often similar DNA is found in a population. So you think it's going to be like they're accused of switching DNA samples or swapping, right. mixing up samples. Right. But instead, they're accused of saying it's like one in a trillion chance that it's not this person instead of like one in a billion chance. Thanks. So. The prosecutor is kind of making light of this, the lab thing, to Dennis. She's like, it was a local expert. She's rolling her eyes. A local expert. That also doesn't sound great, too, though, when you're discrediting that people have had trouble with the lab. That doesn't seem great either, I have to say. It sort of feels like you're covering. Right. Absolutely. So Deontay's defense points to Justin, which means that he basically has to go on trial, like, all over again. We've Mm. seen that happen before. So this is when another twist comes that Dennis had warned us about. So the jury goes out, they come back, they find Deontay guilty of the lesser sentence of manslaughter, not the first degree murder. Hmm. What happens is the judge then is supposed to ask the jury, is this your verdict? Yes. Is this your verdict? Yes. Like to go through and make sure it's official. He starts with the four person. Is this your verdict? And there's a long pause. And then the four person says, no. <gasps> and Dateline screeches and rewinds the tape 
Like, and Dennis says, let's play that again. And she's like, no. So then we meet this jury for person who Jackie. is Jackie, who is clearly in a very bad disguise for TV. We have seen. You should this- have dressed her like Jack Hay <laughs> in Apartment 227. Or Jackie O with the sunglasses. And then perfect. They should have done anything but what they've done here. So we've saw this once before <laughs> where they put a wig on somebody. This wig? We it's, might have seen no, this that, wig. No, that was a blonde wig. And it didn't match that girl's skin tone at all. This is a very dark wig. And she's wearing glasses as well. Who is? Jackie. Jackie's in a blonde wig. I'm sorry. Jackie's. Oh, so it was a blonde wig, but it was a different blonde wig. So Are we sure? Are we sure that this wig? wig was not that wig, but it's just been cut? Weirdly, no, the color, the tone of the blonde was different, if I recall. I can do a side by side, but I still have that picture in my phone of the first like where the bottom gets tangled and you have to just cut it off (laughs) and start over. That's what this wig was. It was an awkward, asymmetrical, shorter cut. I don't think a wig and glasses changes as much as people think it does. If I knew who this was. I would recognize her. I'd be like, oh, that's Katie in a wig and glasses for some reason. And she's saying <laughs> yeah, her somehow name is... I'm not surprised. That seems right. Yeah, yeah. that seems right. Her, They say her name is Jackie. And I was like, that's not her real name. But I bet it's like Jacqueline. And they're like, no, I know. That's yeah. different enough. Exactly That'll be fine. Right. That's yeah. a big enough difference. No one will see through that. But the thing is, you know, Jackie had to sign off on this. So I'm sure, oh, Jackie, sure. Jackie thought it was enough somehow. She's just, again, she's just wrong. Yeah, we can see. We can see you. Jackie, we see you in there. They could have just had her in shadow the whole time. But Jackie wants the B-roll. Jackie kind of wants to be on Dateline, but doesn't want to be recognized. And that's really tricky because you're using your same voice and your same face, essentially. I think you want to be recognized by people you know, but not by people you don't. There you go. You're fine if people you know see you and know you're on Dateline, but... Someone who doesn't know you and just sees you would not remember you from last night episode. Right. By your face. It's so, not going to happen. But if someone was interested in this case and wanted revenge and they were watching the Dateline for that purpose, mm-hmm. I feel like they would able, be able to recognize you from that picture. So she says she was very disturbed when they read the verdict and she saw that the defense table was patting each other on the back and smiling and giggling and they were so happy and it bothered her so much. So she said no. And Mm. I felt like I don't feel like you're supposed to base your judgments on their reactions after the fact and change. Not at all. I feel like this is weird, but. She says she had always wanted him to get first degree murder. So but that was hap- just the clincher. That was the clincher. Yeah. But what happened was the jury was very divided over race. Again, this is right past George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And then they say Jackie is black and Latino. And then I screamed at the TV, don't tell us that dateline. Oh my God. Stop just telling revealing us all things of her about information. Jackie. Her social security. <laughs> Jackie was born <laughs> in New South her Wales. Her mother's maiden name, yeah. but she mm-hmm. doesn't want you to see her real hair color. So she said one man in the jury cried and said, I can't send another young black man to prison. You're Which hung I, jury. I totally understand. But if he did it, he should still go to prison. 
But I can also see how this is just going to not work in a jury. It's a horrible decision to have to make. Yeah. But Jackie said, if even if it was my brother who did this, I would want him to go to jail for this horrible crime. So the jury had argued for five days, and then she and a few others caved and went for the lower charge of manslaughter. But then when it came to it, she couldn't go through with it. Hmm. I liked Jackie because she called Dennis sir. However, that first detective, Paul Williams, called Dennis a sir also, and I ended up hating him. So Hmm. the judge sends the jury back to the room. I thought there would be like a punishment or something, but I guess they, he just sends you back to keep talking about she it. She may have gotten fined. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like some sort of sanction, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. So they went back into the room and it was so heated. People were so mad at her because they had finally decided. And Oof. one of the other jurors threatened her and said, you effing Puerto Rican, if I were going to see, if I saw you out on the street, I would smack you in the face. I feel like he said something way worse than that, and she altered it for TV. I agree. She won't budge, though. Good on her. This is what she believes. Good job, Jacqueline. Yeah. Whatever your real name is. Jackie, you've done good here. So then they're deadlocked, and it's a mistrial. I did not see any of this coming. And Jackie went up to Dr. Sue, Justin's dad, and she said he was so kind, and they both cried, and she said she wanted to be the voice for Jill. She was sweet. So the second trial starts three months later. Prosecution says Deontay went to rob the house. He fought with Jill. She tried to escape. They even have a neighbor, and this is the first time we're hearing about a neighbor, who heard a high-pitched scream at noon and did nothing. What in the world? And then she saw at the front door of the house something light-colored at the door outside and then go backwards into the house. She thought it was the dog, but the police think it was Jackie, I'm sorry, Jill, being dragged back into the house. And the neighbor did nothing. Hmm. Didn't even walk over to check. I just heard a scream. How close together are these houses, though? They're huge, but they're on streets, like a residential type street. Yeah, I'm just wondering how much you'd be able to see. Yeah, like, but you, see that's why she just saw a figure. Yeah. So Deontay's DNA, it's not just the belt and the knife. We find out about a third piece of DNA, which was found on the broken glass door where the person got in. Now, on the glass, right? On the glass, the bottom part. Now, questions like, did they not test this for the first trial? Or are we only hearing about it now in the second trial? I think it only came out for the second trial was the impression Did they that I got. mysteriously just find that third piece of DNA? I mean, they might have, but my impression was that this was for the third, for the second trial. Okay. So prosecution is allowed to tell the jury how Deontay tried to escape from jail. I feel like that they probably tried to fight hard to not let that get included. I also feel like probably everyone in that community knows about it. Yeah. But still, they were allowed to tell them. It doesn't make him look very good. Then there's more that makes him look way worse. Oh, boy. After the capture, Dante is in solitary, I think. He he bribes a corrections officer to get him a phone. Another corrections officer. He had everyone under his thumb. He really did. So, or he had, I don't know. So he uses the phone to try to call all of his friends, his bows, and get them to provide him with an alibi. But the corrections officer was an actually a good guy. 
And he probably went to the police and said, he wants me to give him a phone. They tapped a phone and gave him a phone and he gives it to Deontay. So the phone calls are all being tapped. Mm. Sneaky, sneaky. There we go. He asked someone to say he was in Georgia at the time. His cell phone shows that he was in Florida, though, the day of the murder. I have more questions. I want to know, like, where in Florida? Where in Florida? Florida's I wanna, a big I still want to know where Justin's phone was. Like, how far away was the school that he was supposedly at? Would it ping off the same cell phone towers? Where was Deontay's phone pinging? I also want to know, there's no secu- if he came in by boat, no one on that canal way had cameras that pointing towards the water it's just katie's making a motion that is just a snorkel head <laughs> just the tube is sticking out of the water and she might not see the tube the you might not care about the tube yeah but if you could get a video footage it's already been so long though but if a neighbor had a camera that pointed out towards the water then you could maybe see him coming by and then there it is so He Hmm. calls another friend and he says, can you tell the police that I had a fight with this guy and I got cut and the guy took my blood and planted it at the crime scene? Because he just happened to be going by there? What? No, because he was breaking in and going to kill somebody. Oh, he was the actual break-in artist. Okay, He wanted to frame Deontay for it. Wow. Now, the thing is, the DNA at the crime scene isn't from blood. Now, to me, this almost makes him look innocent, because if he was there, he would maybe know that he wasn't cut, and he would think that realize the DNA they have on him is some other human DNA that is not blood. But right. he says he he thinks it's blood. But maybe he just thought he got cut in the scuffle of the fight. But oh. if I thought they had my DNA, I would probably immediately think blood or fingerprints. I probably wouldn't think like skin cells or sweat or something. Yeah, maybe if he thought that far. Yeah. I think it's a terrifying word to hear because you know that it can put you away Yeah, swiftly. Now, the defense had been trying to say that something was going on with the blood samples, like maybe he was framed. And so now oh. he's saying like the police are trying to frame me and all of social media is saying the police are trying to frame him. But now he's saying he wants this to pretend this other guy was trying to frame him. Also, Justin thought he was being framed. Oh my like, God. we have never had so much framing in one episode. It's like Michael's up in here. All right. <laughs> it's true. I think you mean Aaron Brothers. Well, no, Michael's as well. Michael's has better prices than Aaron Brothers. Michael's no, has, they're kind of expensive. No, Michael's, no, you. but they're you get always coupon. on sale. You got to use the coupon, the coupon or you have to wait till it's, but a lot of times you see the 50% off sign and you get closer. It's like, buy two, get 150. Mm. No, I'm not doing that. That's no. not a real sale. That's they're a fake sale. So defense says, here's the big thing. His DNA was not found in the bathroom where the murder was. So it's not on the murder knife, but the murder knife was in the water and the water can dilute blood and DNA. It can. Doesn't maybe all The prosecutor thinks it can. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So, this, but also mm. the handles of the tub and things like that. This got me. Must have been wiped down. He must have wiped them down. Or want the one glove. Shamo. It's one glove. Yeah. Or one glove. One glove. One glove. Some love. But. Uh, so we're assuming no other DNA was found there. We are assuming that, but we are not told that. We're not told that. And I just keep thinking there's someone else that was with him. I just don't feel like he did this alone. And 
Did he normally operate alone? That's the question I want to know. When he was younger, when he stole a bunch of stuff and ended right. up in juvie, was he alone when he got caught or did he have some partners, some right. buddies? Did he have a wild card partner who is escalating his type of behavior and maybe did the stabbing himself? And he was just, Deontay was there doing the robbery, but didn't expect that. Like, we see that all the time. Not We do. There's no honor among thieves, and maybe one of them didn't know what was going to happen. Or neither of them knew that he was going to be there. Right. So I just keep thinking there was someone else involved, but they never really bring that up. I think that's a very good theory. I think that there's like a 50-50 chance, honestly. I think it's a high chance that there was hmm. someone else. But I, yeah, I don't think he's ever going to give it up. No, no. I think he would feel like he would get killed. Correct. In prison if he did that. So the defense says the DNA was either planted by the cops or there was a mistake at the lab. They're like, we don't want to say what ha something happened with the DNA, but we're not going to say. At the same time that I think Deontay looks really guilty, I do not trust those detectives after the way they treated Justin. Oh. So the defense points to the friends at the party. It could have been them. Well, you just, they tested their DNA, though. So I it's don't know. It's like no DNA doesn't beat DNA. Right. Yeah. So the dad, here's another thing. The dad said the person on the tape was white, he thought. Deontay is black. The dad saw it for like one second, and the face was mostly covered up. And it's a black and white security footage camera. Is it possible that the person was wearing, instead of a ski mask, a hood, and then a white bandana? Right, because he said there was part down. of it that was white. So I think he saw the white bandana wrapped around the face, and all he registered was white. What kind of burglar are you wearing any kind of white? But that's fine. I'm just saying. That's, <laughs> wear black. That's what they do in the movie. You movies. don't wear white. Yeah. It's very, I just don't buy it. I think in that memories are so notoriously fickle, especially if you see something for one second on a security footage camera. Yeah. I don't believe it. Poor Justin has to take the stand and he has to explain his lies. And he says, well, I lied because I was under stress. That's an understatement. And like, I understand that this is the defense's job to try to blame it on Justin and all these other people, but it's still really annoying. So they find him in the second trial guilty of murder in the first degree. And Dr. Sue, Jill's husband, screamed and said, finally, we can start to heal. So yeah. he's either going to get the death penalty or life. And as Dennis says, he's coming out of corrections in a pine box, which is like the seventh time we've heard him say that. He loves that expression. He, it's it seems his to sort of shock the defense attorneys. He does. But they're never that. They're, sometimes they're shocked. I think they're a little shocked. It's just funny because Dennis I'm is so like, a hard time reading. Yeah, I have a hard time reading Michael Orlando. The defense attorney. Yeah, maybe. He speaks very... And then when I'm watching him in trial, the thing is the prosecutor, um, Maria Schneider, is so dynamic mm -hmm. in trial. So compared to Michael Orlando, I just don't understand why he didn't keep Gentry. Yeah, I like Gentry. Gentry was excellent. What happened to him? Why did he not well, go with him the whole time? Well, that was for the first trial, and it didn't work. So he found somebody new, maybe. No. These two attorneys have been here the whole time, first and second trial. That was for like before he escaped. Oh, maybe Gentry was like, I'm not, was I his, can't, I can't that mess was the, with you anymore. He was assigned to him as the lawyer for the, I'm not talking to you, I want a lawyer. That's how he was assigned. Right. So I just don't, I don't know. I just feel like these were not, 
I don't know these attorneys, but it doesn't seem like this was your strongest team. That's all. I don't know if he and how if he raised money from his support team or his robbery I think he deals. Absolutely did because if you look them. up his name, the first thing that comes up is his cash app. Wow. On Instagram, I don't know what that means. And his but... inmate number. It's oh, like a so place where you can you send him cash. Yeah. So he could get the death penalty or life, and the prosecution asked Jill's family, "What do you want to do?" And Justin is very conflicted, but the dad says. Jill wouldn't want to take another life, which is so amazing. So they go for life without parole instead of the death penalty. I could see that. I could see her saying no. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the dad speaks at the sentencing and says, Jill would have helped you if you needed help. That got me. Because she dedicated her life to like. I totally believed it too. He says, after today, I'm erasing you from my memory. You do not exist, which is. Wow. Harsh. And, harsh. And then Justin says, have fun watching everyone you know that you think loves you go on with their lives and forget who you are and you become nothing. I felt like they coordinated because they had very similar themes in their speeches. I wonder if they practiced them together. Yeah, I feel like they practiced. Yeah. But that's like the best thing you can say because worse than hate is apathy. Just be like, you are nothing now. It stung. It stings. Absolutely. Deonte speaks for 25 minutes. He doesn't apologize. He doesn't say he did this. He says he doesn't have it in his heart to do this. And he also says a person of my skin color essentially can't get a fair shake in this courtroom, which is true. That's rough. But if he did do it, it's kind of it's taking away from all the really wrongfully convicted people. Not about that, too. That there are so many of. Thought about that, too. So it's very complicated. It depends on if you think he did it or not. Justin is still traumatized. Not surprised. He found his mother in the bloody bathtub, and then he was accused of her murder for 11 hours with police screaming at him. Then we go back to Detective Paul Williams, and he brags, I took it upon myself to apologize to Justin. I said, look, if your feelings are hurt, I'm sorry. That's not an apology. That's not an an apology. apology. That's putting the onus on the other person by saying that you're taking no responsibility. I'm sorry that your feelings were hurt. Yeah. But I didn't do anything. Okay. And even Justin says he felt like it was ridiculous, just super BS. They were just like doing it out of responsibility, but they didn't mean it. And um, he doesn't think they understand how what they did would affect someone. I don't think they realize like how much that could traumatize someone for years to come. No. And I think that you would have a very hard time again, convincing them that they weren't doing their job. Yeah. So the family makes a memorial bench with Jill's artwork on it because she did so much charity work and she helped so many people. And it says friendship is a sheltering tree. And I love how Dateline always brings it back to the victim. It's very sweet. Yeah. So my questions did Deontay pick that house on purpose? If he was not at that party, did he know that they had been out of the country or did he just randomly pick the houses? Where was the DNA in the bathroom? Did he have a partner? No cameras facing the water from other houses. Where was his cell phone pinging? Yeah, that's what I have. I have every single one of those questions as well. How convinced are you that Deontay's the right guy? 70%. Okay, so you're not as high as you sometimes are. 
It's really hard. This one's really hard. We're not, I, even with like how sort of convincing no, Maria, I, the prosecutor is, I'm having a hard time getting over the hump. The fact that he always broke into houses that were on the water and this, and got in through a glass door in the back back door. But like how many? That's what his pattern was. And destroyed the cameras. Yeah, the destroying of the cameras. Yeah. Although it I feels- think most robbers probably would do that nowadays. Do you believe that someone planted his DNA or not? And I'm very, I don't think that happens nearly as often as we think it does. I think the cops are, can be super shady, but I think that happens very little. The Baltimore police has done it a lot, but I think in most places it doesn't happen that much, but it Florida? still happens. Yeah, we're in Florida. Yeah. And they yeah, were really so like gunning for Justin. And then when they realized they couldn't go for Justin, they found somebody else. Mm. But his MO does match. And then he escaped and then he got all those people to try to lie. It's just right. so complicated. This was a really complicated one. I mean, I do think, I really do think he probably did it. I think I'm higher than 70, but I think there might have been someone else there with him. I don't know. It feels like we're back where we were last week again, where we're getting certain pieces of evidence, but it doesn't feel like there's enough evidence. Right. And then it also feels like the evidence we have isn't quite 100%. It feels like it's like 80%. It's tainted. It feels like it's tainted. Like DNA is usually, in my book, slam dunk. DNA right. doesn't lie. The quadrillion you, number is hard to argue with, right? You can't. You there's can't nothing you can trust say that the DNA was actually there for real. Correct. But I do. I really think that happened. Have those detectives ever been accused of planting DNA before? I would love to know. That I didn't look up. I can look that up, and I can see. I mean, my horse is not zebras. Thinks yeah, he did it. But people on Twitter were split, huh? So. Anna, our listener, posted a poll. Who do you think you did it? Who do, Who do you, you think, think you did, did it? it? Oh. Deontay got 35%. Okay. Justin got 9%. Okay. Someone else, 57%. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. See, this case is weird. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I was trying to tell Oliver about it in a nutshell, and I'm like, and I was telling him the interrogation was really, really long. That wasn't right. Like, it was all this stuff. I said, but they had reason to believe at the beginning that it was him because I also thought that it was him. I was mm-hmm. like, it's his knives in the drawer. It's an overkill killing. And he's lying so to them. For it, Yeah. And for it to be Deontay's first time is odd to stab someone t- over 20 times. Mm-hmm. That's That's unusual. That's why I think there was someone with him. Because the MO of the break-in fits him perfectly. And so you think that Deontay just is not giving up the person that was with him? Yeah. Interesting. Was it the twins? It could have been the twins, yeah. So B-roll Bonanza. Yes. I got line dancing. Oh, the worst part about the line dancing is that there's somehow this guy in a bright white t-shirt who totally doesn't know the steps. And that's the footage they chose. Did you see the dude? No, but now I'm going to go back. It's one guy, and it's me. It's me at line dancing, because I never get it. No, and it's I don't a lot think that's of, true at all. It's a lot of turn to the right, turn to the left. Oh, well, yeah, I, you don't know your I directions. I can't do it. And so I'm constantly turning. And if you turn wrong once, you're, you're off. You're, you're gone. Yeah, you might as well just fall off the floor. You might as well leave. Yeah. You might as well get in your car and go home. Mm-hmm. It's over. It's humiliating. 
It's so embarrassing. Yeah. And this one guy is like sort of standing off to the side, bright white t-shirt. You can't miss him. And my eye went straight to him. I was like, what's going on, cowboy? What you doing in the corner? Cowboy buddy? was dragged there by his wife and he doesn't, or he's trying to impress a girl, like his date or something. He's like, yeah, I love line dancing. I go every week. I'm a champion. I have a medal from a tournament. And then he Look shows this up belt buckle. and he sucks. And he's on Dateline, which is Im- like memorializing it for all time. Yeah. Horrible. How bad he is at that one at that one line dance. Sorry. Forever. He got dumped that night. There's a <laughs> sign that says complimentary horse parkin. It's P-A-R-K apostrophe N. So it's free. Complimentary horse parkin. Do you think there's any horses that show up at the line dancing? Maybe. So we get Justin when he's driving and it's the shot through the steering wheel up his nose, that classic Dateline shot where they put the camera behind the steering wheel. Yeah, we get a lot of driving, actually. Don't We get Jackie the juror driving. She's driving, she's walking, and she's sitting. The trifecta of Dateline, yeah. she gets all go. the bad B-roll. Again, uh-huh. I thought you didn't want us to know who you are, Jackie, but you're doing all the B-roll. Jackie, is that your wig or did Dateline provide you that wig? Yeah, we have questions. Mm-hmm. Termite B-roll. We got some termite. That was a first. We did. Oh, and our good friend, listener, Anna, was doing bingo. And she posted her picture with, does she have any, have I missed any so far? And Dateline replied, cow B-roll, and inserted a photo. So Dateline's on top of our bingo. We have the defense attorney, Gentry Chambers, walking across the railroad tracks. We don't get railroad tracks a lot. No, we got them with Jimmy. Johnny? We did. Jimmy Keene. Definitely. Yeah, we did. On purpose. That was purposeful. I think he was also on a bridge and on the beach. He was in multiple locations. He was world traveling. And we have Nan Yao, oh, by the way, also driving. But he is looking at a leaf. That it looks like he's like trying to see what kind of bug. He's not gardening. It looks definitely like he's looking for, for bugs. bugs on. Do you know the B-roll I'm talking about? No. On the leaf? Yeah. It's towards the end and then Justin joins him and they're both standing by leaves. Aww. By standing by trees. But they're not gardening. They're just in yeah. nature doing something with entomology. We also get him looking through a mic- microscope. Yes. And then we get him... What, he looking through what appears to be jeweler, jeweler's glasses, those black glasses that you would look at a fancy diamond through. They're those really high-powered microscopic so glasses. So you can look at the leaves and the bugs. Uh, uh, their entomology is fascinating. Also, how long do they interview Justin over a period of time for? He's several. There's at least two because his hair changes and he grows facial hair. The hair changes three times. Oh, three times. Okay. We have full goatee with mustache. Yeah goatee without mustache oh okay no facial hair which is the majority is no facial hair but when he changes to facial hair i didn't know who he was i I didn't mention it in the episode it threw me for a minute i was like is this a brother yeah (laughs) who's the dude and then when he's driving he has no mustache so i was also he just he looks very different with facial hair it was hard it was a little rough for me um Um, i have are we do you is do you have any more b-roll I do. I did like the POV camera zooming through the courtroom. Like as, so it was mimicking the escape of Deontay. Oh, yeah, 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 I love that. it was zooming through. (laughs) It was great. And I was like, is that some guy running with the camera or some gal just taking off through the thing? I thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah. 
the difference between non-Yao desk mm-hmm. is just covered in papers, sort of a absent-minded professory kind mm-hmm. of lots of stacks of papers. Michael Orlando has a very, very, very neat, neat as a pin desk. Who? Michael Orlando, who would be the redheaded defense attorney. Oh, okay. The ginger defense attorney yeah. has maybe a cup holder with pins. Because That's it. a messy desk means exciting, fun personality. But he does have a f- personality because we're about to get to it in Fashion Police. Fashion Police. Of the lawyer? He has a faux hawk. The ginger? The ginger. If he, When he turned to the side, I went, <gasps> because it's very, very short on the side and long on the top and the middle. That's a faux oh. hawk. I do like a faux hawk. I love a ginger. I just was distracted by other things. Well, he also just is not, he's not an inflection talker. He's no. not animated. What do Deontay's hand tattoos say? Couldn't tell. Really wanted to know. Maybe someone He's got some children. So they might be his children name. Oh, he has children? I guess two. Okay. So Justin, when he is taken in, when he finds his mom is wearing a Heisenberg shirt. Which, the Breaking Bad sketch. Oh. Really? Yeah, and it has blood on it, and they take a picture of him. It's the white shirt with the sketch on it. I feel weird about that. Yeah. Also, I didn't watch Breaking Bad, so I had to Google it, but I knew I'd seen that shirt. I didn't either, but I know what you're talking about. I know the image you're talking about. Oh, boy. So, Bran's unhappy being on Dateline, Heisenberg... Yeah, well, there you go. But really, the day's in. Because the day's in is where escaped convicts go to watch porn and look for clues to exonerate them. Sorry, Deontay. I forgot that We think we're possibly looking for timestamps. Yeah. (laughs) Titles. No justification for that interrogation. Okay. The defense is out of gas because the car ran out of (laughs) gas. It's good. Breaking bad and breaking out of court. Something like that. Okay. Double breaking badly out of court. I'll get there. Florida man watched porn in days in. That would be the headline title. That would be good. Yeah. With alligator and bath salts. But like the actual bath salts where you take a bath. No, yeah. He's taking a bath at the days in. Yeah. Not like that. Not the other kind. Like the the bath bombs from Bath and Body Works. Okay. How about Jackie the Juror goes rogue? Mm-hmm. An eventful Deontay in court. Mm. I was very happy with That's that good. one. One in a quadrillion. You won in a quadrillion. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, kind of sorry. Because the detective Dennis, what was Yeah, that was not an apology. He, Don't it was get me sorry. Started. It was sorry, kind of. Kind of sorry. Sorry, kind of sorry. And then bugs in the system. Mm, mm-hmm. And... The mooch is loose. Yeah. I was so worried you were going to say that when you started to talk about OJ. I was like, don't get there. Don't no. get to the juice. <laughs> don't do it, Kim. I didn't get there. Don't get there. I we love did it. it. We have time for two tweets. Yari, cops are about to get this poor kid to confess to killing JFK. By the way, has anybody seen Interrogation? That new show? No. On Paramount Plus? It has an interrogation at the very beginning that is very reminiscent of what's happened here. 
And so I don't know if anybody else sort of felt like it was similar, but watch that show. Watch the first episode and let me know what you think. Also, the show's done very interesting because it tells you you must watch this episode first and you much must watch this episode last. But any episode in between, you can mix them up. You just need to sort of pay attention to the case. Also, Vincent D'Onofrio's in a couple of the episodes. Oh, your face. So Eightline tweeted, have you ever disappointed your parents? And Anna wrote, another question that shouldn't be asked before the approaching family gatherings. I would like that question to be flipped. Have your parents ever disappointed you? Thank you. Oh, snap. Yeah. Parents, pay attention. Every day, Joni. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm just <laughs> She's already texted me like 15 times today. Aww. She wants a new t- she wants a new show recommendation. Oh, well, d- interrogation. I found oh, her interrogation, one. Joni. Okay, there we go. Thank you so much, everyone. Please follow us on social media, Date Dateline on Instagram and on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. We're still on Twitter right now. So, but you never know. But we have a really wonderful community there. Some of us are sticking around for right now. Okay, we'll see what happens. We are thankful for you, and that's what's most important about this time of year is giving thanks. So that's we the are truth. most thankful for our amazing listeners. Please tell a friend and help us grow in the upcoming year. We want to keep growing. And so tell a friend, subscribe on their phone. That's something to talk about over the dinner. At Thanksgiving. Just sit at the table and, you know, drop a joke. Mm -hmm. If somebody is wearing sleeves and behaves badly, say they don't deserve sleeves and then start laughing uproariously and they'll be like, why is that funny? Let me tell you why that's funny. Uh huh. Maybe print out a pamphlet. Yep. Maybe bring some bingo cards and watch a repeat together. You have lots of options. Yeah. And wear your merch. I suggest. I think it's appropriate for any Thanksgiving. If you have the It's Drugs shirt specifically. (laughs) (laughs) That our new shirt that says It's Drugs will make a great conversation starter. Which I'm very happy. I I could not be more pleased with. I'm so, I'm so proud. I know. It's so cute. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Stay fresh, cheese bag. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving for everybody, except for <laughs> Europeans. <laughs> That's a Bob's Burgers joke. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Also, the twins' headshots freaked me out because they do look different. They look identical on the face, but they have slightly different hair. But their heads are cocked at the exact same angle. I'm going to try to find it and show it to you. It's the craziest thing where I'm like, did you guys both know that you were going to do that head pose? Or did you both just (laughs) do it because you're twins? No, I think you just do it because you're twins. You're just that in sync. There are twins on Amazing Race that were separated at birth and just found each other in their 30s. And they have found like a ton of things that are the same about their lives. Really? Very fascinating. They've done a lot of studies about twins who are separated at birth. The amount of, like, they choose the same professions. It's super interesting. Mm. I think your obsession with twins is concerning. I I wonder if twins hear this and there's like, she's obsessed with them. No, I want to understand them. (laughs) There's something happening there. Well, for sure. They have. It's magical. It feels like magic feel another one's pain from across the country. I know. Don't you, you see that I'm not, I'm excited by it. It feels like it's some sort of mysticism. And I think that's why I get excited because it's like something that we don't understand about why does the brain work that way? Why are you splitting cells, but you're in two different bodies? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Pornhub. Uh, no, it's not Pornhub. That's the same thing. You porn. People are screaming. Self-made. Oh, you're oh, going to Google it? Go- Say for paper. For outside research. For podcast. I, I know. It's you're fine. About There's to nothing get a- wrong with porn. No, you're just going to get a lot of emails that you don't want. Or a lot of text messages that say, hey, it's Jennifer with two J's and a Y. <laughs> it's Jenny, Jenny X. Oh, is, porn, is it Pornhub? I know that's a porn thing. I just don't know what it is. It says amateur homemade porn site porn. Pornhub. Wow. I don't know enough about porn. That's you porn. There is a you porn like you porn. That's what I was thinking of. Y-O-U porn. I bet they're rolling in dough. Oh, my God. Yeah. 